All right, this is going to be short. I asked my wife what constitutes a happy wife. <laughs> There's a joke there. But... No, she's serious. Number one, not necessarily in this order, jewelry, preferably expensive. A new car we're choosing every year of her choosing, which you pay for, and she's always right. That makes a happy marriage. The end of her talk. All right, let me, how many people here are not married? Hopefully we won't scare you off. All right, those of you that are married, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to remember what you thought of the first time you saw the woman that was going to be your wife. What did she look like? What did you think? How does it compare to today? What's happened on that journey? Because marriage is a journey. And it's a never-ending journey, as long as one or both of you live. And it's constantly changing. And I'm sure most of you know that. What worked yesterday doesn't work tomorrow. So you've got to constantly be ebbing and flowing. My wife and I talked about several things we thought were critical. Number one, communication. Do you talk about your day, your problems, your own, your good times, your bad times? Do you make them, do you make time to do this? Do you walk in the door after work and just say, I had a bad day. I had a bad day. Can we talk about it? Or how was your day? Want to talk about it. How were the kids? You've got to communicate. That's I firmly believe that. If you don't communicate day in and day out, it's not working. Number two, be willing to compromise. This is a shocker, but you're not always right. In fact, she usually is. Number three, be considerate and caring at all times. Do you often hold hands in public? A lot of guys think that's kind of sissy. I think it's one of the best things around. When you go to bed at night, do you touch at least your hands, feet, any, just touch. Because you know from the Bible, you don't know when that last day is coming. Don't go to bed angry or holding a grudge. It may be the last day you have together. Always keep a sense of humor. Don't be afraid of being oversensitive or any jokes or teasing. If you can't dish it out, you don't take it. So be funny. Make her laugh. There's nothing more valuable in your life than your wife. Never look beyond your home for happiness. Your wife has always been your best friend, or should be, and your favorite date. Make the time. I told you once before, you should have a date night at least once a month, whether you got kids or not. Have a date night. Dinner, show, whatever. Or maybe just go for a walk. Together, alone, time time. Always remember why you fell in love. And appreciate how it is that you've grown and evolved from this romantic love into a mature, hopefully never-ending love again until the day one of you die. Those things never end. Lastly, never forget to put aside the importance of church and God enriching your marriage. We do the pre-planning for couples, and one of the things they say is married people can tell you that no spouse is able to really change his or her partner. In a healthy marriage, each partner chooses a lifelong process of personal growth and change. When both people do this, they each grow closer to each other and to God. True love is a willingness to share limitations, fears, doubts, and failings, and also hopes, dreams, and successes. It also leads to the value of the strength of the other person and seems to make it through the worst of every day. Now, I don't have to tell you how many quotes there are in the Bible about marriage. 
even in the Old Testament. Jesus made very careful. Proverbs chapter 5, be faithful in marriage. Ecclesiastes chapter 26, happiness with a good woman. Matthew chapter 19, responses to divorce and that marriage is eternal. Mark 10, same thing. John 2, Cana wedding feast, which Christ took the time to do it for his mother, but he sanctified that marriage at that spot. The Apostle of St. Paul, the Ephesians, husbands, love your wives. They're better than gold. The first epistle of Peter, the conduct of husbands and wives. So it goes on and on and on. There's no doubt that marriage is a sacrament and it's blessed by God. And if you're very lucky, you'll get a lie like this. And this, I think, told me more than anything. My daughter was down at Illinois, and it was Father's Day weekend, and she got up and started making a speech. Maybe I'll get through this. Many years ago, you left me a special present on all of our beds on Christmas morning. The present was nothing extravagant or expensive, but something rare and priceless, a letter saying you loved us. At first glance, the letter was neither flashy nor fancy. It was on a small piece of plain white paper, which was folded neatly into a plain white envelope. Extravagant and elaborate words were not used. The message was to the point, like the man, but this made it no less sincere or touching. No, the note did not contain any particular flair for what it didn't need to, for it contained much more than that, love, heart, and reflection. It is by far the greatest gift, besides life, of course, that I have ever received from you. And so to celebrate your birthday today, I'm taking time to give you that simple, professional gift you give to all of us. This letter is an oldie but goodie. If you think back 12 years ago, you remember attending your father-daughter Lanch, and I gave this speech. Hi, I'm Don Berg, and I'm a sophomore here at U of I. My dad is Carl Berg, she pointed me out. When I first approached to talk about dad today, I was so excited because, well, for those of you who don't know me, ask someone who does, or better yet, ask my dad, and they'll tell you how much I love to talk. And so the opportunity to talk in front of a lot of people, well, it just doesn't get better. Better than I realized that I was given a chance to talk about fathers in particular, I could tell whatever I wanted about my dad to explain fathers, and all this while in front of many people. Well, I knew the embarrassment possibilities were endless. I mean, remember all those times when your father made you wear a hat out in the snow when no one else had to, and you all laughed at you and it was embarrassing? You swore on those days that you'd embarrass him one day, and this was my big chance to sell some funny father stories. So I sat back for a minute, the look of content on my face, and I thought and thought and thought, and you know what? I couldn't come up with one thing. Don't get me wrong, my father's not perfect. He's done his fair of insure of insuring things like knocking over a, a basketball hoop while backing out of the driveway. <laughs> but even these type of situations, all I can remember is my whole family laughing about the whole thing. And so I began to realize something simple. Our family laughed. We loved each other and we laughed together. So I won't go on with this whole thing. I'm just trying to brag myself. But, you know, if you can come through your life and you've got a wife and a daughter and a son that feel that way about you, you've done something right. And I'm pretty sure most of you guys have that thing going. So I think I can say it best of all before I finish up. There's a little poem that I think you'll take to heart. Remember I said, when you go to bed at night, sometimes the best day is when you wake up in the morning. I gaze upon her face glowing gently in full sleep, as the full moon reflects soft light, hiding back the dark of night, and then she stirs. It is like the sun slowly rising in the east, with hints of light and joy to come. She stirs again and opens her eyes. The sun bursts forth, illuminating all around, full of promise, full of love. And I thank my God. That's it, guys. <laughs>